person too, but here we go. Alright, what's up, horror fans? This is Pete from The Lasser Cast, coming from my creepy garage that my friends made fun of last time I saw them. I actually saw this guy in person the other day, Dr. Zayas G.O.D., my good friend, Danny Torkel. Danny, we had a good time, didn't we? Oh, man, after three-plus years of YouTubing and podcasting, finally got to meet you in person. Uh, believe it or not, YouTube, that is a six-foot-two uh, <laughs> man. He is a very big person, not 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 in a bad way. He's just a very imposing <laughs> figure. When he walked in, I was like, wow, you look a lot bigger than you do on YouTube. Yes. Uh, maybe it's because he's either in a garage or in his daughter's room, and I just pictured it differently. But it was great. We had such a good night out. Uh, we actually got to hang out with our... OG Lassercast partner Chris came out. Uh, yes. Comic Books Transforms. Brian was there. Mike Bongiorno of Pop Culture Manchild was there. It it was a amazing night out on a Wednesday in Staten Island at an Applebee's. An it Apple was definitely the greatest night I've ever had on a Wednesday in Staten Island in an Applebee's. Uh, and I was in all seriousness, it was just a pleasure to actually meet you in person. I like, it's weird to have somebody that you call a friend who you've never actually met. And now right. I like, feel like, okay, yeah, that, that dude is my actual friend. I've met him in person now. There you go. Yeah. It was, it was quite a Bacchanal feast, man. Like we had a bunch of beers and then we just basically ordered everything off of the uh, appetizer menu. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was. Yeah. And it's it's funny, guys. I know I know uh, we're supposed to be saying what we're going to be talking about today. We are talking about Monarch Legacy of Monsters episode five, which is entitled No Way Out. And Danny, I think the reason why uh, I was talking about our personal life for a minute is because I really don't have that much to say about this episode. So, yeah, this is uh, this is the second consecutive episode. And and we kind of hinted at this last time. We kind of brought this up about how there, there have been series that we've covered where when you prolong a series to a certain point, usually 10 plus episodes, you really hit them hard at the beginning and you save some really great stuff for the end. And then there's that kind of middle chunk of the se the season. And a lot of it ends up feeling like filler. Now, I will say, I think I liked this episode more than you did. <laughs> I did not find it to be pure filler because last episode what i had an issue with wasn't just that it was backstory but it was like love story backstory yeah. this at least i felt it gave us some backstory uh about kate and her trauma and her p and like her ptsd from g-day and what she went through like you know, we got to meet her classroom of kids who in those first couple episodes, we watch this horrific event of them like plummeting to their death in their school bus on the uh, on the bridge, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge. And, you know, I think that the actress uh, who plays Kate does such a good job um, with the PTSD aspect of her character, with the... I, I liked getting to meet her mother. I liked, you know, kind of exploring the background of the dad. And like the whole point of this episode was, so I actually rewatched Godzilla 2014. They put it up on Max uh, yeah. last week. And 
this episode reminded me of that opening 30 minutes where Brian Cranston and his son, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, they like sneak back into the walled off section of like the nuclear base, mm-hmm. uh, trying to find information about how his wife died. And that's kind of what this episode reminded me of that they were sneaking into San Francisco. They were sneaking into the parts that had been closed down. Like the military controls this operation. They're scavenging crews that go around to like look for supplies and stuff like that. So I liked it from that perspective. But again, for the second straight episode, Monarch Legacy of Monsters was nearly devoid of monsters. Right. And yeah, I, I I did get into the PTSD stuff. I did get into the kind of digging through the remnants of G-Day. But I kind of needed a little bit of monsters to, like, progress. Like, they gave us, like, the briefest looks of Godzilla in, like, yeah. flashback. Like, literally, not even flashback. Flashes. Just like, there's Godzilla. And you're like, oh, Godzilla's in the show. Oh. Right, right. <laughs> Well, I think that the Godzilla footage is actually Godzilla footage we've already seen, too, right? It was from that first episode. It wasn't even, yeah. like, a newer angle on that scene or anything like that. Um, you know, I made a thumbnail for this already, and the thumbnail says, no monsters, no Wyatt Russell, no interest, with a question mark. Because it's like, the way that this show was packaged, they made it seem like it was filled with a lot of different kaiju, and that it... um had Wyatt Russell and Kurt Russell. We get a little bit of Kurt Russell in this episode, like very, very little bit of Kurt Russell. But that seemed to be the main appeal of the show was that you got to see Wyatt Russell as the young version of Kurt Russell and then Kurt Russell as himself in the present day or 2015, yeah. right? And um, I, I understand, like it's a TV show. You can't have crazy kaiju action every single episode. But th- there's something about... Like, I keep thinking about, like, well, what are they trying to do with this show? Like, what's the purpose? We've kind of said it's almost like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but for the Monsterverse. I I think that's where they're going. But it's like, are they trying to really show how Kaiju would be in this world? Because I feel like any kind of road they're trying to go down or path they're trying to fit, they're they're just sort of falling short in every direction. Like, is it about... Go ahead. But... To your point, this is part of the MonsterVerse. Right. At the exact same time that this show aired, and we really liked the first three episodes, they released the trailer for Godzilla X-Kong The New Empire. Right. And these two, this show and that movie could not feel tonally far apart. That that feels like a bright, colorful, hollow earth, like monsters all over the place, monster <laughs> battle royal. There's yeah. this incredible, I'll just say it's incredible, scene in the trailer where Godzilla and King Kong are running together. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Like, that that doesn't seem like it should be happening, but okay. Right. And you know, I, I have a short up on the channel. I I know a lot of people were like very excited about that trailer. I 
am not one of them. I the MonsterVerse movies haven't really done it for me, and that movie just feels like again, it's the, it's the tonal inconsistencies. It's like that feels like you know a Liz Frank book from the eighties, colorful, bright, like pinks and yellows everywhere, monsters battling it out and running. And then this is like dark, enclosed, uh, you know, half this episode is them like interrogating each of the characters one-on-one. They're, they're walking around in the dark. You don't see any monsters. So uh, to your point, I don't know what the monster verse, forget about this show. I don't know what the monster verse is trying to achieve. Right, right. And and I feel like they're five or six movies in and now a series in and we're still wondering do these characters have anything to do with anybody else in the series? Um are are any of these characters going to be in that movie? Likely not. You know, this movie seems to take place after Kong uh, Godzilla versus Kong and uh the, the King of the Monsters which this show is I guess before and it just feels, this show feels like a sequel to Godzilla 2014 and Kong Skull Island. And then there is a complete shift and a completely new tone to Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla versus Kong, and now this new Godzilla X Kong movie that's coming out. Yeah. And yeah. it makes it hard to follow. Like, I know people love to shit on the MCU now, but one of the things that the MCU got so right for 23 movies over 12 years was they kept the tone similar. Some movies were more serious than others, but they always had that kind of like comedy element to them. They always had that hard pounding, those huge action set pieces. Um, And, you know, you always had the 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 carrot, the good the the Marvel hero who had, if not a team around him, he had like sidekicks around him who he could like make quirky jabs at. Yeah, and it never lost that tone from Iron Man to Endgame. It was it it felt like every movie played perfectly off the last movie. Yeah, and. In this series, which every verse is trying to get a piece of that MCU pie, whether it was the universal monster verse that never Ooh. took off or, right. you know, yeah, who knows, the Transformers movies. There, These movies, this whole universe just feels so tonally inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, while we've been covering this show, uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Mr. Sunday Movies or uh, the Weekly Planet podcast, it's like kind of two channels. Uh, these Australian guys, they've been covering all the movies in the series and they kind of hit some of the points that you've already said, which they all the movies kind of feel different. Um, and when they're talking about this series, they are comparing it to like the MCU and and how like uh this one guy that edits their videos he compared kong versus godzilla to batman v superman and they were saying it's essentially the same movie but they were saying that yeah yeah they were saying that kong mega godzilla is doomsday uh, doomsday of course right right um but with that being said 
there is this thing in in both the MCU and the DC movies where it's like, okay, well, this is the part that is getting built up. This is the part that's interesting, and I think it's because like Godzilla and King Kong are sort of like the the main characters that are the through line for all these movies but they're these giant monsters that don't talk or anything right so it's not like you can really develop them too much and so then you have all these ancillary human characters and i think that the only one okay i'll, I'll take that back I, I i really do like kate on this show and i think this episode by the very end it's interesting when you learn this one reveal about her and i think it's interesting how it ties her to her father's story I think that like Kate is interesting and then Wyatt Russell's character is interesting, but mainly it's just because he's played by Kurt Russell, you know? Um, otherwise he's, he's kind of a generic military guy in the past. Um, but I just don't think that like whatever kind of side stuff they're building is that interesting. And, and we've talked about this in the last three reviews that we've done for this show where it's like, well, what is Monarch, right? Like what are, what are they? Are they like trying to hide the knowledge of that they knew monsters a while ago like what is it you know and they, they seem to be really obsessed with kate's dad like whatever he's found is so important so what do you think it is at this point that he has found do you think it's that it's that underwater kind of system i mean underwater uh the hollow earth kind of system you think that's what it's all about I don't know. Like, I think the, the, the hint is that in the next episode, we're going to Africa. Right, right. Which I got excited about because I thought to myself, okay, Africa seems like a good place to do, like, kaiju stuff. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I, I thought, like, and, like, and that, again, maybe it's because I, I watched the Godzilla X Kong trailer a bunch of times where you watch the like there's there's a, a kaiju that comes out by the pyramids and there's like a so I, I don't know maybe i'm thinking of something like that but yeah it yeah i i do like the three young leads i do i like uh kentaro i like uh, may. may i like kiersey clemens a lot uh i like how they i i kind of like how they pick each other up in this episode, how Kentaro uses <laughs> how Kentaro uses his art ability that like his artistic skill, like he's a mutant. Right. <laughs> but like like they did lay a foundation. You know, we, we 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 sat here last week and we were like, God, why did we have to watch him like have an art exhibit? Well, in this episode, he uses his skills <laughs> and he explains why he's able to like figure out where their father's going on the map using like, like by poking holes and seeing where the light goes. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I, I like that they're laying foundation with May for who Lyra is and, and how there's like some dark secret. And now she's like apparently working with Monarch. Um, and uh, I really did. You didn't see Godzilla minus one. Yet, Not right? yet, I wish, man. The, yeah. the main character of Godzilla Minus One is a character named uh, Shikishima, played by, I'm going to get this wrong, Ryan <laughs> Kamiki. Okay. And he was, his character arc is the best part of that movie. Okay. I mean, Godzilla is amazing. And there are some set pieces that are going to blow your mind. But his character arc 
is what carries that movie. And his performance is amazing. And a big part of his performance is not necessarily the PTSD he has, but the guilt that he carries with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, without spoiling anything, he is a, the movie takes place right after World War II. He's a kamikaze pilot who effectively lies that his ship is malfunctioned. So he lands his plane on an island and then Godzilla attacks and he's the lone survivor. So you have to put that into perspective. He's a kamikaze pilot who lives. So there's no like, yay, you survived the war. It's all shame and guilt for the people who got killed and were left behind. Right. And he's so good at that. And I thought Kate's story in this episode kind of felt similar to him in the sense that she feels guilt for her own indiscretions. We get into a little bit of her backstory and her love story. And there's some indiscretion there that she feels guilty for that drives her to get on the bus with those kids. And she feels the guilt and the, the, the PTSD from having lost those kids. Yeah. And so I, I having seen Godzilla minus one, her story kind of felt very similar to his. And I, I liked that aspect of it. I I thought it was a really interesting thing for her character. I just kind of felt like it got to a point where after 35, 40 minutes, I was like, okay, this is not a bad episode, but we're not getting any monsters, are we? And and so I'm kind of hoping, okay, we found the map. We found, you know, the dad's next steps. They went to Alaska. They got, they found a Kaiju there. Good. Now let's go to Africa. Let's see some new monster, some other interesting uh, kaiju character. And then let's start, hopefully next episode's episode six, let's start to build up for this finale where hopefully we're going to get a collection of monsters together. Like it's going to be really disappointing if like three episodes from now, we're saying the same thing. Like, cause at that point we're just going to be, kind of playing out the 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 string right we're just going to be like all right well let's just talk about another episode of this show right uh, yeah so yeah uh you know it, it's it's cool i mean i, I do wonder because what there is five episodes left right of the show i think there's 10 altogether so i mean some kind of like new act has to begin where like they're going to be involved in some kind of plot. And I guess, yeah, there will be more Kaiju in the next one. Uh, I wonder if we're going to see any of the famous Kaiju, like Mothra or Rodan, um, you know, or uh, Ghidorah or any of those guys, you know, but yeah. uh, yeah. The The other thing is because of the timing of this show and the fact that it is basically a sequel to, Godzilla 2014 and Kong Skull Island, but a prequel to the rest of the MonsterVerse movies. I really hope that they don't do like a cliffhanger to set up for a season two. Like this could be, (laughs) you know, there is a very good chance that we're looking back at this five episodes from now going, what an awesome bridge from first two movies to the rest of the MonsterVerse. Right. But if they try to turn this into a two to three episode two to three season long series oh. while another Godzilla movie is coming out. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's going to get very muddled and very confusing. Right, right. And I really don't want that to happen. I, I really want them to hit the ground running these next five episodes. They've given us characters that we care about. We yeah. like these three characters. We like Kurt Russell. We like uh, Sergeant Shaw back when he was Wyatt Russell. We like um, the, the, the grandparents who we met in those first couple episodes. We want to see more of those flashbacks. We want to see more of, again, I think the easiest show this for this to get compared to is Yellow Jackets because yeah. Yellow Jackets has an older, like, you know, flashback scenes, present day scenes. Right. And there were episodes of Yellow Jackets where the best episodes were the ones where they blended those stories together. Then there were some episodes of Yellow Jackets where I felt they focused too much on what was going on now. And like at the compound and like all the characters coming together at the compound. And I was like, all right, like it's fine, but you know, I'm kind of, I, I don't like it. Like, you know, I like the, the 1990 stuff a little bit better. I want to see more of that. Yeah. Like we, this show set us up over three episodes where it was going to kind of be a time jumping show. And then it kind of just forgot all about that in these last two episodes. Yeah. So I, I kind of hope we get back to seeing Wyatt Russell and the grandparents and, and their story. Um, and yeah, it gets back to that kind of time jumping thing that we liked so much and just, and it, and if that means we get to see Kaiju in 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 the past that's cool too if you oh, don't yeah. want to show us anything in the in the present okay like you had that whole first like we've seen two kaiju attacks happening in the past there was that inside the ship where the monster ripped the ship apart mm -hmm. and of course there's the scene where the grandmother is killed by like the mudo um like hatching like eggs hatching and you're like okay we're gonna see more of that stuff in the past that saves you from having to do modern day Godzilla stuff, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I'm hoping you get me excited because I'm thinking that that's my, that might be where we go next is just like more kaiju stuff in the past at Wyatt Russell because he's been MIA for the last two episodes, so bring it back, you know? But we'll see. I hope you guys are still sticking around and watching this show too with us. Um, let us know what you think. Apple about TV. It. We didn't even say Apple TV. It's on Apple TV if you don't have it. It's yeah. Apple TV, as one comedian said, it's where really good actors to go on vacation for a couple of years. There you go. Nice. Yeah. So so get your Apple TV subscription and check out the show that uh can be good and can also be filler. But uh, Danny and I will be back next week. Before we go there, Danny, what, what you got in the pipeline for our channel? So um, I went to see the Sacrifice game uh, at IFC Center last week on Tuesday night. Uh, the director, the co-writer, the producer, one of the stars were there. Um, I recorded a full Q&A. So I'm going to be posting that today. The movie is up on Shudder as of Friday, and it is one of my favorite horror movies of 2023 so far. Uh, so you can expect that. Um, that That's already up on the channel. Uh, putting that up Sunday. So by the time you watch this, it'll be up there. Uh, also, um, the star of a new short horror movie is going to be live in studio with me uh, during the week. Um, 
it's Charlotte. Charlotte uh, oh. has been <laughs> yesterday. Uh, this whole weekend, we are spending at um, my uncle's house in Marine Park, and my cousin and his crew are filming a short horror film. And Charlotte is one of the lead stars. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know how much I can say about it right now, uh, but she was killing it yesterday. Uh, she filmed a whole bunch of scenes yesterday. We're going back at around one o'clock today for call time. So that's really exciting. Uh, and aside from that, we are pretty much making our final marks on 2023. And mm -hmm. we're going to have to start compiling some lists very soon. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, there's so much on my list already that I have to watch, including, you know, uh, the movies he already mentioned. It's Wonderful Knife is another one I have to watch. I, I watched like half of Thanksgiving when I was in New York because I was waiting to meet up with you guys. Uh, I need to watch the rest of that. I mean, there's so much I have to catch up on. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on our channel. Always thanks to Danny. He's like a machine. And uh, we'll come back next week for some more Monarch. Hopefully there'll be some monsters and some Wyatt Russell. But until then, we'll see you guys real soon. <laughs>